Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 282, and welcome back to my front porch. It's a beautiful night here in Phoenix. The wind is blowing. It's always an amazing thing when the wind's blowing around here. It's like, please, it's hot. Come on, get some wind on us. It's like, you know, being somewhere, and all of a sudden you, like, fold up your brochure or whatever you have, like, you know, and then you kind of fan yourself. You're like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. I just need a little bit of wind. That's how it feels in Phoenix, except in the summertime when you fan yourself it's just like fanning yourself with a hair dryer like it's not enjoyable <laughs> at all but yeah it's it's really really uh, beautiful tonight we just got back from a walk i'm teaching my dog to walk without uh, a leash and so we got this little training device you know that gives him a little beep or a little vibrate you know just to help him stay on track and he's doing so good i mean he's t- 10 months old and this dog is walking with me every single morning and he's just staying right next to my side so it's kind of fun i i notice how much enjoyment i was talking to a buddy of mine i'm i'm finding so much enjoyment watching him on the front porch here he just sits up here and he like kind of looks around and everything's new everything's exciting it's like you know when a baby starts like kind of coming to be and like noticing things they can see and smell and all that kind of stuff starts coming in and they're like everything's awesome everything like gets their attention well that's kind of like Huxley like he's just looking at everything and he's like so pumped so excited so yeah it's just kind of fun just sitting out here and watching him enjoy all of this as much as I'm enjoying it except he's just like a kid he's just like this is the best thing ever there's birds out here and there's people going by and there's you know the winds blowing and traffic's going by like he just digs the whole thing and so it's kind of it's kind of cool to watch him you know kind of experience all that and then it's you know for me just kind of sitting down and slowing down and watching him, I'm actually finding, I, I, I think I brought this up maybe a little while ago, the idea of simple joys. Like, it's bringing me joy, but it's a very stupid thing. Like, it, watching your dog, like, find enjoyment in life is kind of a silly, stupid thing. But I'm finding so much joy in it. Like, it really does. I took him over, like I said, to a buddy's house, and uh, he's just kind of bouncing around and frolic, you know, frolicking around his, you know, backyard, and everything's new in the backyard, and my buddy was just getting a big kick out of it. But, yeah, it was kind of fun watching him do that. And I'm like, it brought me joy, you know? Like, it just the stupid thing, like, watching your dog enjoy his life. Like, yeah, it, it just brought me joy. And I thought, the Lord must be like, you should find joy in that. Like, I created him, and he's full of energy, and that's awesome, you know? So I thought, oh, yeah, I probably need to do that. Life isn't all about big things and important things, you know, the way our world defines them. You know, simple things. Simple things, important. Like, when... <laughs> When a baby laughs, there's like nothing better, right? That's a simple joy. It's so great. So simple, so beautiful, uh, really important. So hope, I hope that you get to enjoy some simple joys today. Just experience and and maybe look for them. Maybe that'll be a fun adventure for today. Just look for the simple things in life, simple joys in life. Thanks again for listening. Love that a bunch of you tune into these, every single one of them. And so grateful. And maybe you're like, hey, this is my first one. Welcome. So glad you're listening. Uh, thanks for those of you who continue to give to this podcast. Hey, if you would like to uh, be a part of this podcast and give to this podcast to help it keep going, you can just easily do that at uh, Patreon, uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash front, front porch, sorry, front porch confessional. Uh, and you can uh, you can kind of be a part of it monthly or however you want to do that. So thanks for all of you who do that. I really do 
appreciate. Okay, our passage for today is Galatians 4, 6. Galatians 4, 6, and it says this, And because you are sons, and you can probably put a little, like, you know, marker there where it says, and daughters. You know, sons is like a general term. But because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then heir through God. Whoa. Galatians 4, 6. This is one, just by the way, just keep this somewhere. This passage is so good. Galatians 4, 6. And because you are sons and daughters, God has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son or daughter. And if a son or daughter, then heir through God. And all of us at this point should say, amen, amen. So good. You know, I, I've, I've talked a lot about my my time in India and, uh, you know, just how life-changing that time there was for me in times over and over that I've gotten to be a part of uh, my time in India. Um, And by the way, like Suresh, who's the president of Harvest India, he and his daughter are going to be in town next week. And I'm so excited. I haven't seen him in in almost three years. I miss him dearly, deeply. And so really, really excited to to see him, uh, to be with him. But, you know, I, I started learning more and more about this group of um, people called the Delits or Delites, and there's a different kind of freight way they say it, but um, learning about them. And this is the, the Ministry of Harvest India reaches this group of people, which is the lowest caste. In fact, they're, they're lower than dogs. And they're people who are just, they're, they're enslaved to systemic debt. So what happens is they end up working or take on debt from a kind of a, a property owner, if you will, like somebody who owns land or whatever. And they're kind of the big boss and they hold them under that debt. And then that debt builds generation after generation. So it's systemic poverty, systemic debt that continues on, generational systemic debt for generation after generation and it will continue like that and so these kind of these kind of masters if you will enslave these poorest of the poor because they know they've got them they've got them enslaved well what happens is harvest india comes in this is so beautiful and educates these females or, or these males, these lowest castes. And as a result of that, they get an education and then they get a good paying job. And then what they do next is they pay off this generational debt. Now listen to this. Generation after generation, you're talking generations, maybe even longer, that this debt has been carried over and carried over. And now as a result of education, these Young ones are coming in and they're paying off that debt. And guess what happens when that happens? They're free. Their families are free. No longer in bondage to that systemic generational poverty. How beautiful. This is what Jesus has done for you and me. A generational poverty of sin that has been carried down generation after generation after generation. And Jesus steps in and says, nah, done with this. This is what Paul's trying to get at. This is what he's trying to communicate. And there is so much 
in this passage. So much in this passage. So we got like got to listen up, learn up. Let's dial in and and check out what it is that Paul's trying to help us understand. And and if you're struggling today, if you're like trying to, if you're really struggling today, and and, and maybe you're struggling with who you are in Christ. Maybe you're struggling in life. Take these words to heart because they are so beautiful. And I really believe, I really believe if we sit in these words that we will come to understand that they are life-changing, completely life-changing. It starts off with this very epic, overwhelming, unbelievable idea that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God, right? And, and I don't know about you, but... I, I've got some family wounds, you know, I've got some hurts and some pains, some disappointments. I really do. And for so many of us, what I started realizing was so for so many of us, our identities are, are, are attached to our earthly mothers or fathers or, or relatives, right? They're, they're, they're kind of tethered to them. Right. And, and, and those dad wounds and those mom wounds or those grandpa wounds or those grandma wounds, you know, the, that this is what Pastor Paul is trying to help us kind of get our heads around. He's trying to help us understand stuff, and he's trying to explain to us that, that this truth of who God is and who we are is so important. And for us, we might be missing it because of those earthly wounds, because of those family wounds, because of that family pain. But while our earthly parents have wounded us, or earthly relatives have wounded us and hurt us and abandoned us, abused us maybe even, we believe in faith in an incarnational God who came to us in Jesus and showed us what real sacrificial parental love looks like. And not only that, and not only that, but he also restored us back to the family and what we need to do is we need to come home. Some of you just need to come home. To come home. To receive the fact that you are a son or a daughter, even though your heart might be hurt. Even though you might feel abandoned. Even though is believing in faith that God is who he says he is and he will do what he says he is doing. And as we look to Jesus, Hebrews says, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, what he shows us is we have been restored back to the family, sons and daughters of the Most High God, as we confess him as Lord and Savior. But hey, guess what? Check this out. But guess what? God wasn't finished. He wasn't finished with sending with sending his son Jesus. Oh, no, no, no. He sent God the Spirit. This is what this passage is saying. He sent God the Spirit in our hearts, in the temple of our lives. Not only did he incarnate humanity, not only did God come in Jesus and incarnate humanity in flesh, but now he incarnates us in the Spirit. How cool is that? I mean, seriously, have you ever thought about that? Like, again, I think we spend so much time looking at what Jesus has done, right? Which is we should, but not look at what he's doing. The spirit of God 
is incar- incarnates us right now inside of us. We feel conviction. We feel comfort at times, wholeness at times, peace at times. That is the Spirit of God at his work. And what happens when we finally realize all this? Well, we, we yell out loud. We yell out loud. And we cry out loud, Abba, Father, Daddy. Daddy, Daddy, does that make you uncomfortable? I mean, because I got to be honest, it kind of makes me uncomfortable. And therein lies, therein lies the place of my pain and rejection and all that he wants to give me. More than just a good soldier. He doesn't want me to just be a good soldier. No, 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 no. He wants me to be a son that screams, Daddy. He wants that from me. And he's like, come home. I love you. You're beloved. You're beloved. And when I finally come to understand that and realize that, I proclaim with all my heart, no, you are my father. And I do love you. And I do believe you are who you say you are. And that you're doing what you said you would do. And now here is what Paul has been building towards this whole time. And it's this, and if this is all true, this is what he's saying. You are not slaves. You are sons and daughters. You know, it it throws us back to this idea of the prodigal son. If you remember this story, the prodigal comes to the father and he says, listen, he repeats this prayer, this apologetic prayer to the father. I'm not worthy to be called your son. Take me on as a slave. You know, like he repeats this over and over. You can almost imagine as he's walking to the father. And what, what the and what the father does, and you know, he's like, take me on as a slave. Take me on as the slave. And God the father says, no thanks. No, 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 no. And what does he do? He restores him completely to the family. And he throws a party. This is us. This is our story. Now you can do with this reality what you want. You really can. But remember who this is coming from. It's coming from Paul. Paul, the murderer of Christians. And it's almost like he can, he's saying to you and to me and to this church at Galatia, hey guys, even me, even I am a son. And, and, and so are you. Receive your sonship and live in light of it. And if we get this, if we really get this, it will change everything. That thing under the thing that's just been bothering you, that wound that you have in your life when you finally realize you are not a slave to that, you are free in Christ. And you will proclaim with your heart, Dad, I need you. I need your heart. You know, our Abba abandons our past and adopts us as sons and daughters. That's what he does. And that's why he's good. So the question is this, do you see yourself as free or a slave? Because that will impact the way you worship and live. Father God, Abba Father, we love you, we thank you, and we give you glory, honor, and praise today. So, take a breath, reflect, believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Till next time, cheers. Cheers.